0: What's up and welcome to With Their Forces Combined, a D&D variant podcast where we explore the quaint town of Cattle Creek. You're listening
1: to With
2: Their, their Forces Combined. Combined.
1: combined.
0: Andrew
2: Kerkatsanis as your DM.
1: With Corey Gray playing Barlow Cassidy.
3: Alex Kerkatsanis as Ernie Debruchet.
2: And Tom Rideout as Monty McFuzz.
0: Last week, our detectives were railroaded right to Railroad Roger's house! When they arrived, they entered the spooky house only to discover the interior opened up to look much larger and nicer than it did from the outside. Through some sort of illusory means, they crossed the ominous threshold and had a quaint conversation with Railroad Rogers. Right before, they presumably slayed her. But as her spirit left, you heard
3: her exclaim, You fools, you cannot kill me. I'll be seeing you soon.
0: You guys have just thought you have just killed Railroad Rogers, but as she died, you heard her say, you can't kill me, I'll be seeing you soon. And her robe dropped to the floor. And you saw this almost like illusion magic break. Barlow, you might be able to detect that. It it seemed like illusion (laughs) magic you saw this skeleton and then the skeleton disappeared and the robes dropped to the floor and uh, you guys are here breathing heavily after the battle. What are we doing?
1: Barlow might be able to tell that, but giant ape probably cannot.
0: Oh yeah, sure. (laughs) Oh right, I forgot you
1: transformed.
2: (laughs) Ah, damn it! I,
1: I assume I can just drop that at any time, right?
2: Yes, yeah.
1: Okay. I might not, but we'll see.
2: But I always joke, but would the giant ape want to? (laughs) Because <laughs> it says, you know what I mean? Like you think is the animal, and I'm always like, I don't know. Wouldn't the ape be like, no? Nah, I want to want to stick out being an ape. <laughs> uh,
1: he's like kind of wise. <laughs> Maybe he would know that he'd be even more wise as a koala born.
2: <laughs>
3: Damn it! It figures that we interact with Railroad Rogers one time, and then she disappears. Can any of this be used in proof for court? All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs>
2: But well, I don't know, look uh, on the bright side. If we had gone to talk to Railroad Rodgers first, we might have fallen for whatever trickery she was pulling.
1: I'll drop Polymorph
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely picturing Donkey Kong, by the way. Just the, the ape <laughs> with the tie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah.
2: Oh, nice, yeah, the tie. Nice touch.
0: I think Alex even made that joke, but um, as, as I was editing, it was one of the ones that got like drowned out by everything else. But I think she oh, said yeah, that. Yeah, last I was week like, hours. "Are there
3: any barrels around?" Oh, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what yeah, the yeah, joke I, was. Yeah. 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 So, it, so I,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that's loud, but it'll be to the tune of zero laughter.
3: So nice, <laughs> perfect, and I'm glad we rehashed this terrible joke I made last week. <laughs> that's a great joke. I would have laughed if I heard it
1: last week. Is it cool if I have a banana and my rations? That I just pull out and start eating now. Yes. Okay, I've been craving. So
2: what? You have to pay for it, though, cause it's imported. Yeah, it's
1: fucking cheating, bro. <laughs> I, I brought it with me from the big city. <laughs> Magic bananas. Uh.
2: He has to cast Gentle Repose on it so it doesn't rot. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in his desert heap. <laughs>
3: Parlo, is, is any of this uh, usable in court? Uh, well, I suppose not,
1: but... Uh, I, I mean, as far as they know, uh, we didn't we didn't do anything wrong here.
2: There was There was no witnesses. It's extra funny to me because I picture Monty like loading the rifle ball. It's like one at a time as he's saying like, eh, not really. <laughs> we, we just <laughs> shot this person. <laughs> but, 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 it's but. our word versus the. But, yes.
3: is any of this usable in kangaroo court? <laughs> uh,
1: as far as I can tell, anything's admissible in kangaroo court. <laughs>
3: Uh, She didn't really admit to anything
2: uh, sinister. I mean, except the part where she got all demonic.
3: Yes, yes, but I don't think verbally she said anything incriminating. Although I think there was one point where she slipped up, but it was all of four minutes ago, I forget. (laughs) Uh, She said we knew too much. Yes, that's what she kept repeating, yes.
2: Yeah, that does sound slightly suspicious, I would say.
3: Yes, but I'm not sure concrete enough to, uh. for us to use it. Okay, Monty, I believe there was a second part of the plan where you thought maybe you were going to be kidnapped from the jail.
2: Yeah, but then those goddamn Burbletons kicked me out of jail because the judge <laughs> won't see reason.
3: Yes, but do we think there is anything to us going back to the, the sheriff's office? Hmm.
1: Well, I mean, well, I, I think I'd like to, uh, you know, look around here for a while. There could be some... You know, she she seemed to get all, all suspicious of us when we mentioned going up to the mountain. Maybe there's something hidden here that, that could... I mean, I know we're not officially
3: on the case anymore, but I, I mean...
2: No, no, no. I in mean, fact, we're technically in the home of someone we just killed, which may complicate um, the investigation.
3: Yes, but also, you know, she opened the door and then summoned us into what I'm assuming is this extra-dimensional space. So I don't know that it would be very easy for people to find us as we investigate.
2: I, I, like, from Ernie, just slowly turn to Cassidy, just like, all right, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but as, as our lawyer, you know, shouldn't we be, uh, I don't know, it just don't seem right that we're, uh, do, we, do we tell the Purpletons what happened? Do we, do we not? What happens if we all leave? Because they said they were going to arrest you if we leave. But, you know, we could all just (laughs) flee to Goldovian Mexico or whatever it's called and never come back again.
3: (laughs) so. Oh, God. I think while Monty puts up the moral compass that he has displayed multiple times before, Ernie is just, like, rummaging through things. Let's start with that bookcase that glowed purple, I believe. Purple, purple tins. Anyway, um. oh my god! <laughs> this conspiracy goes all the way to the top. Wait, we knew that already.
0: <laughs> yeah. So as you're kind of looking around, Ernie, you notice pretty much everything in this room. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. With
3: your, it's a twenty, and uh, uh, it's a ni- it's a nineteen. There's something funny about the sentence. You notice everything in this room. <laughs>
0: And it all hits you at once <laughs> and you get anxiety from how many things there are in this <laughs> That room. I noticed that If, if only talking.
1: there was a, a term for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, nobody knows Analysis that. paralysis. Um, no, it's not a thing. <laughs> um, so, Ernie, you, you look around. Uh, you see uh, the animal skin rugs around. You see these oak bookshelves, the mahogany desk, these self-portraits leading the eye to the grand map of the railway. On the desk, again, you see this more crude map seemingly highlighted and marked up as opposed to the existing railway system in Galdovia, displayed on the map behind the desk. So as you're scanning the bookshelves, why don't you give me an investigation check? 19. And are you looking for anything in particular? Once again, this year 19 will give you information. If you're looking for something specific, it lowers the difficulty check in what you're looking for.
3: Uh, I don't think I'm looking for anything specific. I guess just anything that ties Railroad Rogers to any of the happenings that have been happening.
0: Okay, so if that is the criteria, you don't really see anything that sticks out as being like I'm involved in Dusty or the ongoings in town. But what you do see is you see lots of, like, language books. You see lots of, like, lore books. Um, Nothing specifically that says, like, Dusty Crackjaw um, or Spiridians or anything like that. You see a lot of, like, technical books. Things pertaining to um, trains, rail yards, and then uh,
3: business management for dummies also, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. So there's no, like, book that says, like, Dusty Crackjaw and You, How to Take Over Goldovia in One fell Swoop. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. Okay. I'm going to pick up one slash a bunch of these language books. Yeah, I don't care. A bunch of them. It's It's Ernie. Let's be clear. He takes all of them. Okay.
2: <laughs> Maybe one of the language books is just infernal for... How to summon Dusty Crack, Joe. Whatever the fuck you <laughs> <Right>. said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, do you, what languages do you speak, all of you, I guess?
3: Uh, mine is Rugeray, Common, Extraterrestrial, and Cactoid. Uh,
1: mine's Common, Sylvan, Extraterrestrial, and Gnomish.
2: Um, and I'm Common and Infernal, but there's no way Monty's looking at the books hilariously. <laughs> also a reminder, we all know Ethereal now. Oh, That's yeah. Right. All three of us. Um, Why is that? From the tower, I believe.
0: Uh, not Barlow. I've but, never uh, been to. Oh no wait, tower. what am I saying? Of course, Barlow doesn't. Me, me, and yeah. do. me and Ernie do.
2: Me and Sorry, yeah.
0: Lefty
1: did. Yeah, absolutely. Never heard tell of no shrunken tower.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think you heard tell of it. And so, um, <laughs> you you can read a handful of these books. You do see, uh, one of them is entitled uh, Cattle Creek and local dialects. Yeah, um,
3: absolutely. I'm reading that one. Um, and it just
0: looks like a translation book, uh, like nothing. Um,
3: I read it, that.
0: covered a cup. Cover.
3: Okay, no, uh, <laughs> right. I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scoop it though. Sure, uh, because it, if we all remember, I did dump all my books at the
0: Spirids table. You've got a you've gotta had a holding, dude. You can take all the books you want.
3: Oh yeah, fair play. <laughs> oh my Only five hundred
1: pounds, which is like, I don't know, two hundred bucks or something. That's like, yeah, it's like one book probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, books are so it's heavy. Like, it's like an iPod shuffle of of carton books around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the worst part is people don't even know what an iPod shuffle is anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's,
2: okay. No, it's good. We're endearing to the old crowd now. <laughs> so, so you see a handful of
0: books that um, uh, of lang in languages that you can understand, um, and then you see other ones that you can't quite. Well, you can read that it says. It looks similar in the, in this, like, translation text. And you can see the, their names written in common. Uh, infernal. Uh, celestial. Abyssal. Um, yeah. What are you doing, Barlow?
1: Um, I, I noticed just before the fight, there was a, on the desk, the crudely drawn, like, subway, or not subway map, train map. I think I suspected that some of it was, like, future development. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to take a closer look at that.
0: Yep. And, um, reading this closer, it very much looks like future development. And you recall, as you looked at it earlier and right now that it's running through essentially old McDonald's lot close to the water and up along the water. And if you investigate and like flip through the pages, you do see that it runs right up the mountainside along the river. Um, and then, uh, having to bore through the mountain, um, once they get to the waterfall.
1: I don't know if I need to like insight this or anything, but is, is it, it explicit in saying that like, oh yes, this is for future like railway track development or is it just like paths that are kind of left to the imagination?
0: It looks like this is a railway map and it's like drawn with like the almost the same legend, okay. but clearly like drawn in. So like the same like railroad track um, marking, but in a different cut, like a red ink, as opposed to the existing map. Is anyone else looking at this with Barlow,
3: no,
1: uh, I wouldn't be hiding it. Um,
2: I, I think I would be if I'm allowed to. I think I think Monty is finishing his cigarette inside, and mm-hmm. then like out of disrespect, like putting it out on something fancy <laughs> as
1: it finishes. <laughs> I think Barlow might have heard like who McDonald. Oh, yeah, he's, he's in the courtroom. Hey, it looks like uh, Old Rogers there was planning on building your railway tracks through uh, that McDonald fella's property.
3: I think maybe that's the moment that Ernie goes over and takes a peek.
2: Well, now, hold on. You're saying that Railroad Rogers was trying to tear down old McDonald's farm? Well, goddamn.
0: It doesn't look like it's running through his farm, more so his cattle field right now. And you do notice that it seems to almost align with where you'd picture... Uh, the existing underground tunnel system to be um, not uh, not the part that diverts to the house but it kind of catches along uh, and you even see crudely drawn in there these like shadow
2: lines of this tunnel Monty doesn't see any of this though so not understanding he continues going like and it's going to be dangerous even if they manage to save the farm there'll be tracks running through the fields there'll be cows there trains there here a moo, there a chew. Now the cows are bloody goo. It's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> there's another song,
0: uh, Monty. Uh, what what are you putting your cigarette out on?
2: Oh, like uh, yeah, that's a good question. Let's say it's like a it's like a decorative plate. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, there there are lots of those.
1: Yeah. Uh, when I look at like through, yeah, I think I'll spend some time looking through the desks to see if there's anything. I'm I'm just I'm just suspicious uh, that she said we mm-hmm. knew too much after mentioning after the guys mentioned like what their investigation was.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, give me an investigation
1: roll. I'd love to. Ooh. Uh twenty-five.
0: Yeah. Um you flip through the desk and you find Some pretty inconsequential things, Uh, but one thing that uh, does stick out to you is this agenda that you find. Um, It's not like hidden or anything like that, but it's with your investigation, it seems to be the only thing that strikes you
3: as uh, being useful. Can I try and insight why the underground paths would be sort of sketched in there? Because real life Alex is having a hard time. Putting those two things together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give me an insert roll.
1: I don't know if you use your Bardley inspiration or whatever. Oh, <laughs> I time.
3: did not. So, what is that? That's a D8, I think you said? Oh, a
1: nice. D8, yeah. Uh,
2: Isn't it sagely yeah, inspiration? Oh, yeah. S- <laughs>
3: it. Sagely inspiration. Uh, so, that's a 25 <laughs> altogether, not natty.
0: Yeah, you, um, are you sure it's not natural? Uh, <laughs>
3: all right. uh, yeah, all right. Fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you. This this is real strange. This is not public knowledge, um, especially for somebody splitting time with uh, Galdovia and Gormley. Um, <laughs> Sorry, every time. And, yeah, it's, it's I, uh, me too. I have to adamantly say it with a straight face. But. <laughs> the only explanation that you can come up with right now is it's possible that through business dealings uh, with Old McDonald, she might have some knowledge of this. She's been around for a long time so it's possible she was around when it was used as like a
3: bootlegging zone. Okay, but I don't I don't think that old McDonald is involved in this railroad construction, do it? Um I I think
0: with your knowledge, with your discussions with old McDonald, he wanted to keep the tunnel a secret. So either this railroad construction is like real secretive, really under the table, or somebody is going behind old McDonald's back. And whether or not that's Rogers by themselves or with accomplices, uh, you don't quite know with the information you have, but I will say um, with your role, as you uncover things, I I might sprinkle in extra. Okay. Yeah. If I remember mostly. Yeah. But yeah, with, with your insight right now, I think it's fair for you to assume Old McDonald um, wouldn't. Th- this would be uh, too much for Old McDonald.
3: Right, and we do know that going through the cow field, like, probably means a train that goes up the mountain.
0: Yes, oh, very much. And and given that you know this is an underground tunnel too, I, I'll also say that you think it's possible that they might be trying to build this underneath the cattle field. Right. Okay.
1: Uh, Barlow's going to take some time to go through this agenda.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I just kind of started like present day and like read backwards.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, I'll wrap this into your previous investigation because um, that was kind of a shit deal. Um, <laughs> okay. You see some things that you would classify as like standard business tycoon behavior in their agenda. You see like scheduled meetings, um, you see patterns investors meetings things like that regularly labeled items and then you see some things that stick out to you uh, and in particular there are two meetings just labeled genie one a few weeks ago uh, one about a week ago and also in flipping through this, you see that there is a torn out page next to a page that uh, has some writing that you can't read, which strikes you as odd because the rest of the agenda isn't written in the script and is in fact written in common.
1: Uh, would I recognize what the, what the script might be?
0: Uh, give me a history check, but I will say that this, this is a quite a difficult okay. check.
1: All right. That's 11.
0: Uh, no. Yeah. You've never seen anything like it.
1: Uh, Fellas, uh, a couple of questions here. I'm just looking through uh, looking through our journal. Uh, you don't happen to know a genie, would you? A person named genie, not a you know,
2: mythical creature. Well, goddamn, ain't that one of old McDonald's? Yes, that is
3: old McDonald's only daughter, uh, twin to uh, Jordan. And genie was the one who we theorized was impersonating... Uh, Dusty with that fake mask and cloak that was uh, put in evidence.
1: Well, that's something because, uh, you know, that that Rogers character, uh, they had some meetings together, her and, and uh, Jeannie, uh, two of them in the last couple of weeks.
2: Well, goddamn.
1: And, and I'll show Ernie the, like, the dates to see if that rings any bells for him.
3: Uh, does that line up with anything we know so far?
1: Uh, the first one doesn't. The first one
0: looks to be before uh, you even met Lefty. But the second one seems to line up just after the Purpletons came to town and just before you guys went up the mountain.
3: Well, God
0: damn.
3: Well, that's uh,
0: Monty's line. You
3: still in work? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it, it it just felt like the thing that Monty would say if he had learned this information. So. Yeah,
1: maybe it's maybe it's in that book of local dialects or whatever.
3: Yeah, exactly. I was just I was actually just reading uh, Monty, and I explain that the meeting happened like the day that we were headed up the mountain.
2: Well, now that don't necessarily mean anything. Although, hold on. Well, now which day we headed up the mountain? Because there were multiple days we were headed up that mountain. Technically.
3: Yes, I believe it was the first day. Hmm. Is there anything
1: written in the day after that? Ooh, interesting.
3: Checks um, notes.
0: Yeah. I think she's pretty meticulous. So, wait, no, hold on. No, nothing for that. But for the first meeting, you do see a little marker indicator, and you see the same marker on this page with uh, this script that you haven't seen before
1: and that script is next to the torn out page that's correct it's
0: like if you if you're opening this book left side is this script um right side is where this torn out page uh would have been
1: and and the other one phil you guys can't read this can you i'm uh can't say i'm familiar And, and i'll like face it out to both of them
2: without looking monty's just like i was never uh that good with the books uh Normally, Ernie and our pal Lefty used to take care of this. And Monty takes off his hat for one second and puts <laughs> it back on. Aww. I reckon that, uh, uh, well, now it should be you and Ernie should probably do the, the book reading, learning stuff. You're talking about the marker?
1: I, I'm talking about like the, the okay. weird script to see if anybody can read oh, it.
3: Oh, right, right, right. Can I, can I read that, Andrew, or no?
1: No, you cannot.
3: Uh, can I cross reference it in my translation book? Um, and as you scan your books, one of your books
0: that you took off the shelves um, has this script on it. Intense cross scene And it reads uh, the language of the ancient avatars
3: on the front of the book. The ancient avatars. Does
2: that mean anything to you?
3: Uh, no, I was hoping that if I whispered it in some <laughs> reverential fashion that it might uh, bring about some sort of revelation. But... Uh, nothing doing.
1: Well, I mean, back home we had this story about, uh, you know, this kid was trapped in ice for a hundred <laughs> years.
3: <laughs> I knew where you are going. Goddamn bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, water. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um sorry Andrew, can I, uh do I have a translation to this script or no? Like can I cross ref and, and translate or or no?
0: Okay. How are you spending time doing this? I think so, yeah. Okay. It seems important. You got it so this is the end of the day. Sunset just happened, I guess. That so, makes sense, yeah. Um you've got a couple of hours before you'd regularly go to bed are you like sitting down here and translating i will say this this is quite difficult to try to you, you like you, these are characters that you don't recognize it's not like it's written in a similar fashioned language these are characters that you don't recognize at all sure um so you think that this would take quite a bit of time to go through uh, long past when you feel you should go to bed, I guess. Okay.
1: What effect does the Gupacola cola have on us?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you're welcome to drink it
3: and find out. I do have stats for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we haven't drank it yet.
2: Monty might still say, uh, well, I don't know, should we maybe grab the books you think are important and get out of here? Y-
3: yes, I, I do think that would be prudent, but maybe this is something I can do before the, the court case tomorrow. I nod. Monty, I, I'm not sure about uh, revealing any of this information to old McDonald, though it might be uh, hurtful, but it, it might push him to give us information that he has that he might not have thought it was pertinent to share with
2: us. I mean, it, it's also we should keep in mind that. I mean, I don't know the rules of kangaroo court, but I imagine once the trial starts again that Yorkland's going to want to talk to me, just like Cassidy did here, and. Well, I reckon that would be a perfect time for me to bring it up. Yes, I like that idea as well. Okay,
3: so should we take the relevant books and head back for the evening? (laughs) God, that's just my favorite sentence to Uh, say. Ah, yeah, I suppose that's a
1: a reasonable course of action. I, I think I should have enough room in my bedroom at the hotel
2: bar. Well, that's a good point. I guess we don't really have a place to stay. Again... The unjust (laughs) judge and kicking us out of jail that we were rightfully (laughs) owed. Uh, But yeah, no, that would be quite kind to you, Mr. Cassidy. Okay,
0: so one thing I'd like is a history roll from one Ernie Debruchet. Okay. And I believe your passive arcana, Barlow, is 20?
3: Uh, That's right.
1: Okay.
0: So, Ernie, what was that, sir? Uh, That's a 16. (sighs) Ernie, you... You recall seeing a page that looked pretty similar to this torn out page. <gasps> and it was
3: in Genie's room.
0: It fell out of a book that you got from
3: Genie's room. Yeah.
0: And it had the prophecy written on.
3: Well, I know we don't often do this, but it might be time to visit old <laughs> Tommy Ladonghi. Like-
2: <laughs> of course, that was the plan to go speak to Mr. Ladong right after we spoke to Railroad Rogers and I mean, I reckon he's going to want to hear how this event here unfolded. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. Once once it started, I couldn't stop. (laughs) Um, And as you're leaving from behind the
0: desk, Barlow, your arcane senses are tingling. Ew. What, do you guys never get a tingle? Don't make
2: it weird. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Beneath your clothes. um, Also beneath the rug on the floor.
1: What was the first one? He said, beneath my clothes?
2: <laughs> That's correct. I mean, technically, the rug is beneath his clothes. Exactly. Vertically speaking.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, I'll ch- I'll check beneath my clothes first to see if anything strange is going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a tingle in your
1: dingle. <laughs> Do Quaddleborn have a dingle? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's your tail.
1: Yeah. Oh, just true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Little known fact tails are snake sticks.
2: Yeah, that famous image of a snake eating its own tail. It's actually <laughs> just a snake sucking its own tail. It's. <laughs> Everyone it's comment. <laughs> this discussion. is not an
1: anatomy podcast. Oh
3: <laughs> uh, remember when we were deciding whether or not we should be an educational podcast? <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna call that back in this exact moment. Right? Well, but it's this is why I think it'll be the best my.
2: tag. We should have, for a tag, either had educational or existential <laughs> horror. I stand by it. One, one of those two should have been in there.
3: Well, now <laughs> the choice is obvious. Educational. Horror. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm expecting a call Wait, from the, you know, the Toronto Herpetological Society later tonight. They're going to hear about this.
3: <laughs> is that the dick society I don't know what herpetological means the
2: lizard guys
3: I know I was just making a joke about how we're not the lizard boys the
2: thought specialist in the study of herpes that's weird Tom got it Yeah. thanks Corey I didn't know what that meant So
1: um, I'm I'm following my dangle to the rug
3: yeah so Barlow's jacking it what's happening
0: they call that the dousing rod
3: <laughs> okay alright alright <laughs>
0: Oh god. Um, okay, so I I assume you pull back this rug.
1: Uh, yeah, carefully. I don't want to set off any traps. I check for traps.
0: Oh, and it's a trap, and it, uh, it rolled dexterity saved. <laughs> does and it? Throws. No, and um, forgot about traps.
1: <laughs> d- does the trap dexterity beat a? Uh, does the trap self beat a twenty perception passively? Yes. Okay.
0: Um. Okay. So you see this. Yeah, it, it, it's more like feel, but you can kind of picture this square on the floor. It seems like it's an arcane lock that's been placed on this square. Ooh.
1: Um... <laughs> Are any of you fellas good with locks? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like there's one on on the floor here. I don't know if you fellas can see it. it it's one of them magic ones. So if, if you can get rid of that or break it...
2: Uh, like I'm going to shoot the lock. <laughs> Like I gotta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give me, give me an attack roll. Um it's a twenty-eight. I rolled a nineteen. I assume a twenty-eight hits the luck. <laughs> I mean you hit
0: the floor, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I don't think hitting was the question. I think whether it does anything is the question. Yeah. Um nine damage, but not magic or anything. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well did it work. <laughs> I see no casting. Like without even looking myself, right? I just shoot
0: apparently there is a world in which this works so i'm i'm trying to
2: if it's non magical it could I, I
0: it is it magical
2: but if it's magic then i don't know
0: yeah um it uh, arcane lock how it works is if you're trying to force it open it just increases the mm-hmm. difficulty by 10 Oh, so, interesting so there's a world in which this works so i'm trying to figure this out sir because believe it or not, once again, I was bamboozled and didn't think <laughs> that you would try to shoot it, which is always the answer. Why don't I think that?
2: <laughs> yeah, that one's on you. When all you got is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do see that you shot it. Um, you see a hole be pushed in it and and um, you feel this pulse of arcane energy uh, fly out at you.
1: Um, I'll try to remove it from the from the floor, see if anything opens up
0: um you you find that it's still it's still locked this this thing is still in place
2: well i'm all out of ideas and i load the single bullet back into my revolver
1: it seems like it kind of started to work there so i mean if you wanted if you wanted to have a second go at it
3: uh Yes, I, I can try, and then Ernie grabs the gun from Monty. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, we're all issue. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. <laughs> Ernie's been possessed. He's trying to try take my gun. <laughs> it's the only explanation. Uh,
3: I think Ernie's going to try to unlock it with what sir? I Magic? Like you're trying to use Arcana, is that the idea? I guess so. Yeah,
1: Ernie, give it your best shot. I'll I'll, I'll give him a uh, sagely inspiration.
2: If only Lefty were here. Yeah,
1: Lefty would have this open and
2: <laughs> nice, nice. If only Lefty were here, he he could have done his magic knocking spell. That's all loud.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that is a 15 plus one plus six is 22. Um, Ernie, you you guys see Ernie put his hand
0: forward. Um, summon all the energy of the hawk um, and you you uh, see this hawk flicker in and out of existence uh, fly towards the lock and then it makes a hilarious pink noise and Tony shakes it off and flies back onto Ernie's shoulder. So it didn't work.
3: That's correct cool.
1: Well I mean I suppose I could try you know breaking it open with my uh, with my cane here.
3: Uh, I think while that's happening, Ernie's going to look around for some sort of key. Like, does it look like there's a key slot? No, it doesn't. It just looks like a a, a piece on the ground. Okay, okay. Never mind then. Mm -hmm. And I
0: I guess with your 22 Arcana even, this is straight up a magic lock. Like, are you trying to, were you trying to like suss it out, I guess, with your 22?
2: You know what? I don't necessarily think this is going to work. But I think I would actually, I think I would push on it too. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just now that I'm picturing, I think I would also try to just physically push like down.
0: Sure. Yeah. And it does, it does kind of look like a trapdoor style.
2: Yeah. That's, now that I'm picturing it better, I think after, like, I would wait for Ernie to try his thing, obviously. But after that, yeah, Monty would just literally try like pushing down on it.
0: Okay. So, Ernie, why don't we resolve yours first? I don't think
3: Ernie's ever seen a magic lock. So, mm-hmm. uh,
0: but even with your 22 arcana, I will say, like, you felt this magic energy. It, like, it's it's quite clear that the only thing holding this piece up right now
3: is this magic energy. Right. Uh, so would Ernie have any insight as to how to get through the lock with that 22?
0: Um, either you need the magic key or you could try dispelling magic.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Yeah, I think that's or like... knock actually. Like we, me and Corey, were not woodwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if
0: you have knock, but I don't believe you do.
3: Yeah, no, then I, I would cast dispel magic then.
0: Okay, nice. so nice. Monty goes to. <laughs> um, step on the door. After that, no, 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 no,
2: no. But you Mon- know what? I'm down to no, I'm down no, no, to roll no, no, acrobatics no. after he does it because I'll probably pass it and it'll be funny.
0: Monty goes to step on the door. Ernie casts dispel magic. You see this magic disappear. Monty steps. Through as the door is swinging. Monty, give me an acrobatics check or a dexterity saving throw. Either I or. think
2: it's even more elaborate, though. I don't think he's stepping. I think he's literally, like, leaning forward. So he's about to go, like, pause first. Because <laughs> okay, he's, like, so putting then... force into it and everything. But then I think, yeah, like, he's going to try to turn it into, like, just, like, grab the sides and kind of, yeah. like, flip over it gracefully is his goal. Nice, that's pretty good. 21.
0: Yes, uh, you, you do, in fact... I turned it into like a handstand over this hole. And as this lock drops, you see this door also drops and you see a ladder that goes down. Not far, maybe about eight feet. Monty,
1: that's incredible. I <laughs> land on my
2: feet and go, oh yeah, no, that was a close one. I almost took a little tumble down that ladder. Luckily, I'm, I am quite agile. Like a cat. <laughs> Monty says nothing.
3: I thought Monty would for sure take umbrage with that. That's the only reason I teed that up. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I would um, follow Monty down the ladder then.
2: Oh, no, I haven't gone down the ladder yet. I like, I like land up top still. So. Uh so will
1: Uh Yes, of course. After you, though. I am a coward.
2: <laughs> I always go last. That is, the, that is my correct margin order position according to our group tradition.
3: Uh, And then Ernie walks up and politely waits for Monty to dismount.
2: Oh, yeah. No, no, sorry. So, like, basically, like, I went into the handstand. And then like flipped back on the other side on the
0: ground.
3: Oh, got it.
2: Like okay, I'm not then, blocking anymore. Right. Yeah,
3: okay. Yeah. Then Ernie
2: would just go down the hole. We
0: were all picturing you blocking the way and then saying, "I go last." <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. No. No. He did. Like he completed. He didn't just hold himself like a like some kind of vertical plank in the air. No. No. Like he he flipped over full circle. I
0: don't know. He's pretentious. It makes sense. You know, and, he, and
2: you know what, he's decently strong and lithe. Like he probably could have actually, but no, he's because he's pretty functional at the same time. You know.
3: Hmm. Uh, yeah, Ernie would go down as soon as the way was clear.
0: Uh, yeah, and you guys all make your way down this ladder. You hear the rush of water, and uh, you do see that this is an ornately decorated hallway of stairs after you get down this ladder. And you see that it, it's masoned bricks, but like almost like marble, uh, leading you down this torchlit hallway. And as you reach the bottom of the stairs, you come upon... Um, what looks like a treasure room. You see items mounted on the wall, all surrounding an altar in the middle of the room, backlit by the moonlight shining through the river rushing by.
2: Well, goddamn. Um,
0: And at this point, I want you guys to roll a percentile die. Why don't we say, Ernie, why don't you roll the tens and Barlow, why don't you roll the ones for me? With pleasure. I rolled a 10. Ernie got a 10 and
1: Barlow got a seven.
0: Okay, so with a 17, you roll once on uh and I will say, sorry, I'm I'm using the Vault of Magic book by Kobold Press uh for treasure in this room. I recently got this book and I'm pretty excited to unearth these treasures. So, Monty, why don't you roll a D4, please?
2: Four. i don't know if that's good or bad (laughs) here i am getting excited it could be four is like (laughs) shitty cursed items
0: uh four is great it means you get to roll four times on the magic items table oh nice so i need uh why don't you give me a full percentile dice from everybody and i'll roll one as well
3: i rolled a
1: 60
2: a two i got a
0: 77 nice
3: yeah i was happy with
0: it. So, actually, uh, because of my role and Monty's role, you guys get two potions of superior healing. Ooh! You also find on the wall a, a mask um, that looks like a white wolf. Dope! And you see a wolf and
2: uh, cow's clothing and wolf's mask.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see decorated almost as if it's whipping the wolf a whip. And on the altar, you see two ornate hooks holding the cane that you saw Railroad Rogers holding. Additionally, you see three vials of a liquid that you can't quite identify. The liquid inside is purple in color. It bubbles, um, almost fizzes, and it has an indescribable magical energy.
3: Yeah, did the cane get left behind?
0: No, it did not. Any of her belongings, in fact, or is it all just the cloak there? Um, and if you did go through it, uh, there were some coins. Um,
1: yeah, I definitely would before we left. but I don't think I did. Uh, I was I was distracted yeah. by the maps and stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, it drew the eye. All the self-portraits drew the eye to the maps. What are we going to look <laughs> at? The cloak.
1: It's true. Well, that's strange. How the heck did it get down here?
2: Well, maybe she keeps more than one. After all, she's quite a wealthy lady from what I hear, so maybe she wanted to keep a backup cane in case she lost her other one. You know, that cane's nicer than your cane, Bob. maybe you should do a little swap. (laughs) I
1: I don't know about that. Uh, I suppose it's worth a try, though. He guiltily (laughs) goes out the (laughs) end, uh, picks up the cane.
2: Then again, it might make it look like we murdered railroad Rogers and robbed her body afterwards, which wouldn't be a good look for us necessarily.
1: Uh, yeah, given uh, I have a little bit of Kane envy after <laughs> after what Monty said, he, he's gonna uh, yeah, he's gonna go to the Kane, grab that, and use identify on that.
3: Uh, have we casted identify? It's
1: pretty self-explanatory. I don't know if you guys have. I, I can read it again. It's fine. Yeah, I, I may as well.
3: Let's let's try and desperately cling on to that educational thing. I feel tag. like
2: we can just tell people what it does in one sentence without actually reading it. it for sure. Stipulation. It identifies <laughs> a magic item. Boom. Uh,
1: I guess I may as well ritual cast it. Um, just so I don't have to...
3: Ah, we gotta be here for ten minutes?
1: I mean, we've been here for a while. I'm not in a hurry to get <laughs> out, just, get out I'm, anywhere.
3: I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, you choose one object that you must touch... Throughout the casting of the spell, I'm touching this mask for ten minutes. If it is a magic item or some other magic-imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use, and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are, and if the item was created by a spell, I learn which spell created it. And there's another effect if I'm touching a creature, so if it's a creature, let me know and I'll, I'll read that.
0: Interesting. So... Um, the first thing that hits you right away is this was Railroad Rogers Arcane Focus, but it seems to have other abilities uh, with it. It also is pinging you as being the sacred vessel for a lich. On top of that, it um, has the ability to scry Oh, and nice. uh, does it have,
2: like, a little crystal on the top of it? Too? Yes, it does. Nice, yeah. that's pretty cool.
0: And kind of like a, a compartment to insert whatever you need to scry. But that's the gist of this. But it, uh, the other thing that it it seems like is it's a sacred vessel for a lich. Not seems like it is.
1: <laughs> this is a pretty nice game, I'm not going to lie. You're right there, Monty. Do you guys know anything about a lich? Any, any local tales about a lich?
2: Yeah, leeches are sometimes like if the doctor thinks the blood might be infected... He'll, like, put the leech on your wound to suck the bad blood (laughs) out. It doesn't hurt as much as it sounds. It sounds
1: pretty bad. Not gonna lie.
2: That's what I thought. Turns out, nah, you barely even feel it. But that's all I know about leeches. Ernie's more the the nature type than me, though. He might know more.
1: How about you, Ernie? Ever heard tell of a leech?
3: Uh-huh. Maybe in my reading? Andrew, what do you think? Um... Could be, like, a
2: religion role, even. Yeah. Yeah. Why or don't Arcana. You give me I think undead are usually religion, but I guess Arcana. Makes
3: yeah. Why don't sense you
0: give too. me a religion role? Um, yeah. And no matter what, yeah. Why don't, what's your role?
3: Uh, that is a 21. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. You recall um, reading about liches in your book that you picked up earlier in the campaign about the myths and mythos of Cattle Creek. Yeah. And specifically, you pull out this passage that reads. Uh, Liches are dry, dusty skeletons with fragments of hair and skin and a fierce, raging light of unholy zeal blazing in their eyes. Often crowned with a black halo wreathed in purple flames or wielding a staff topped with a demonic head that whispers vile suggestions or wicked prophecies. Reading along further, each lich has a sacred vessel that protects its vile soul, So as long as this altar, unholy relic, or other sacred object remains whole, the lich is never permanently slain. The bones of a lich are said to contain deep unholy power that serves to produce unholy scrolls, wardings, or wands. Shout out to Kobold Press for their
3: Hierophant lich. I mean, it says that, uh, and I sort of relayed that information, uh, so I'm not sure if this cane is, is her... Linked to the mortal world, but...
2: Well, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me, though. I don't even think leeches have bones. They're all <laughs> soft and squishy. And I don't see... Like, just because they can cure the bad blood don't mean that they could be... Uh, none of what you said makes any sense to me, Ernie. Ah, <laughs> uh, I will
3: uh, explain it to you on our walk home, my friend. Marty just shakes his head.
2: This is outrageous. <laughs>
3: I, I promise, like uh, like the the dozens of things that you uh, have thought were outrageous that I have said in the past. Uh, well, like one or two of the dozens of things that you have thought were outrageous that I have said in the past. This one actually makes sense.
2: You can still not convince me that magnets are anything other than sorcery. <laughs>
3: Ah, okay, well, I'll explain two Goddamn things to you magnates. on the walk home. How do they
2: work? <laughs> and I don't want to talk to a science man. Because they all be lying. And making me upset.
3: Uh, sooner or later, we'll all have to face the long feet of justice. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I heard,
1: I heard that was a uh, poem by the. Uh, Unhinged Purpleton committee.
3: <laughs> uh, but listen, Barlo, I don't know if this cane is, is her phylactery, but uh, uh, either way, this is, this is a powerful artifact, and we should not be so careless with it. And I shove it in my hat. <laughs> Wait, so, should we just break it? Sorry, Andrew, am I confused? Did it sound like this cane might have actually been her phylactery? Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. That's
0: what, um, That's what Barlow thinks, at least with the spoon. Mm-hmm. That's what Barlow got from Identify.
3: Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, then um, I think I'd just smash it. Um, yeah, why don't... Ernie smash! Hmm. Why don't you give me an Arcana check? Uh, that is an eight... Uh, you try to
0: smack it over whatever you find handy in here, um, and you're finding it difficult to break. You take a couple swings at it, and it's, it's seeming to be very sturdy.
1: I mean, I suppose that makes sense. He was using it as a smacking device. Hmm.
3: Yes, it uh, might follow that we might have to find some higher power that can break this. or uh, well, Maybe
2: Mr. Ladong will know.
3: It's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> He knows everything. Uh, either way I think we should uh, put it in a safe place and I do shove it into my hand at that point for real. Okay Barlow
0: I assume you're going to ritual cast identify on these other th- items as you guys are walking away I mean,
2: although if it's 10 minutes, not as we're walking, yeah. Away, Ass- assuming these guys as don't mind around for here, minutes, another
0: 20 yeah. minutes, uh, you just have to hold the object while you're casting, right? So, like, you could presumably be walking and casting. I guess fair. you
2: could take it with you. That's fair. You can't fair. take it with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, either way, I'm gonna end up ritual casting, identifying both these things. Um, okay, and the and the
0: spells, uh, which, sorry, the potions, which I assume. Um, You guys might even be able to identify without the spell, but... Okay, so you identify this Potion of Superior Healing uh, to be able to heal 8d8 plus 8 hit points. You identify this whip to be braided from leather tanned from the hides of a dozen different dangerous beasts. It is referred to as the Tamer's Whip. You get a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls made with the magic weapon. And when you attack a beast using this weapon, you have advantage on the attack roll. If you roll a 20 on an attack roll made with this weapon and the target is a beast, the target must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or become charmed or frightened, your choice, for a minute. If a creature is charmed, it understands and obeys one-word commands such as attack, approach, stay, or similar. If it's charmed it under- and understands a language, it obeys any command you give it in that language. The Charmed or Frightened creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. And uh, you cast on the mask, which is the mask of the Winter Wolf War Chief. Carved in the likeness Damn. of a Winter Wolf, this white mask is cool to the touch. While wearing it, you have resistance to cold damage. In addition, you can use an action to exhale freezing air in a 15 foot cone. Each creature in the area must succeed on a DC 15 dexterity saving throw, taking 3d8 cold damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. This mask can't be used this way again until the next dawn. Nice. Additionally, what you guys find in the altar is these vials. You find out that it's blood. Um, It seems to have some innate magical property as well.
1: Uh, is there any like magical properties that the blood has? That
0: no, uh, you, it no, it just seems innately magical.
3: It's, I feel like it's just going to be the three of our bloods. Oh,
2: that's that cool. makes well, sense. That's
0: basically, what you've I think intuitively what you figured out is, is this blood came from a uh, a magical being, and that's oh, why it has that that
3: sense of it's Thunderbird. Oh, uh, maybe that's
1: disturbing. Does it require two men to use? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll, I'll stow them in my pack.
3: What's Barlow doing? Is he getting ready for the
0: case? They do also all three seem to uh, be the same. Like, there's no, you can't find a discernible difference between the three. The other thing that you notice in this room is you see the box with the four vacant holes for keys. This gunmetal box. What? The one that you found in the pyramid. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: that makes sense, though. We kind of expected this, I think, actually.
0: And are the keys anywhere to be found? And as you search the pockets of the cloak, you do find the four keys. Oh, okay. As well as 100 gold
3: pieces. Wow. This is more money than Ernie's ever seen.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm offering up, uh, I guess, 35 to each of you.
2: Oh, Barlow. Well, wait a minute, though. Wouldn't it make sense for you to take more because you're, like, our lawyer? Like, you should take, like, 50 and we should take, like, 25 each. And
3: you just posted our bail and paid for it.
2: (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, we need to pay you at some point. Let's start. Let's start now.
3: I suppose.
2: Actually, no. I don't know if I would even, like, take any. Like, I'm thinking about it. Like, I just shot this woman. I'm not taking her money. You guys split it how you want. (laughs) I'm taking none of this. None of this gold. This isn't going to make us look better in Yorkland's eyes.
1: They won't know how much cash she had on
3: her.
2: <laughs> Monty will know.
3: <laughs> yeah, Ernie will take whatever. Ernie doesn't care. Whatever you're offering up.
1: I, I suppose you can have... <laughs> you can have Monty share if he doesn't want it. Let's let it 50-50.
3: Alright, thank you very much. Alright, now I've got 52 gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I can't really wield this whip too well, so if uh, one of you fellas wants it, be my guest.
2: Monty, like, plays around with it a bit, and I don't roll that well, but I still got, like, a 15 on my attack roll, just, just fucking around with it. And he's like, well, I don't know, I might be able to use this, but I don't especially need it.
3: Yeah, uh, I don't think it's something that is uh, good for
2: me. Yeah, I think I'll probably take it just because I know it's, like, the best for me out of the three, but whether Monty uses it or not, we'll see.
3: Um, okay, so
0: you guys leave Railroad Rogers house, um, make your way across the river to Tom Ladong's house. You walk up to the door, give it a knock, the door opens, and that is where we're going to end our session.
2: Whoa, so Railroad Rogers and Old MacDonald's twins were trying to build a railroad through the cow fields?
3: Well, maybe. If Railroad Rogers didn't want a bunch of cows in the way of her railroad, she shouldn't have hired a bunch of thugs to kill Lefty before he moved the cows. Boo! Boo! Just like a cow says! God damn it, Dot! you know cows say moo! Ah, you're
1: both mammals to me, Jim. And have none of you even questioned why the only herbivores are
3: mammals?
2: It's propaganda! Whoa! So, like, butterflies and snails are carnivores?
3: They absolutely are not. Bob, back me up here. Reality is at stake. Well, you see,
0: Riley, butterflies are actually omnivores. God damn it, Bob. No, they are not. Wrong, Jim. Wrong again. A butterfly will eat anything if you give it enough time. That's why it's so dangerous to fall asleep in the same room as a butterfly. Their butterfangs are so tiny that their small little bites don't cause any pain, so you don't wake up as the butterfly slowly eats away. Then you wake up and you're missing an arm or a leg, and they call it the butterfly effect. One small bite, and the next thing you know, your butterfood.
1: Wow! I mean, you learn something new every day here, don't you?
3: God damn it, Polka Dot! He is making all of this up!
2: Uh, I don't think so, Jim. I'm pretty sure I've actually heard of the butterfly effect before.
3: Yeah, if he's
1: making it up, you name me one single non-mammal herbivore.
3: (sighs) Okay, first of all, this is your fake clue. And just because Bob is helping you in some evil proxy war of hatred does not mean that I will pretend this was Bob's idea.
1: Okay, so name me a non-mammal herbivore then.
3: Sure, I can think of plenty. Just give me a second. Beavers are fish, right? Probably a bunch of fish.
1: Beavers
0: are mammals, Jimothy. And by the way, when you say fish, do you mean like sea fish? Like big pea sea fish?
1: Why are you covering up the names of big PC sea fish herbivores, Jim?
2: Wait a minute. Wasn't Schittler a herbivore? Damn you all! You're turning
0: into the kangaroo court! And what about geese, Jim? I'm pretty sure they're herbivores. Maybe
3: we should ask that goose. Your poetic timing is cruel and evil, Bob. Didn't I warn you all never to trust poets? That's how you end up with Dimitri here plotting to hire Joseph Squallin to drive your goddamn train to heaven where everybody backstabs you and starts pretending that the only non mammal herbivore is the goddamn goose.
0: Well, if you wish to go with the fish, then I must insist that you give a list of their names, if it's the same, to you. But what will you do when your timeout comes due? Because I'm almost through, and you're all going too!
2: Love how this unfolds! Hey, whatever happened to that Charles guy?
3: Hi, this is Ernie from the acclaimed podcast With Their Forces Combined. The guys wanted me to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you liked the show, let them know. You could tell your spirit hawk to leave a sign in the sky. You could leave them a five-star review. You could follow them, you could subscribe to them. You could share it with your animal friends. Sew it to a squirrel. Sew it to a dolphin. Sew it to your friends. Maybe your friends aren't squirrels and dolphins. I'm just adding a third option. Or if you really like it, you can throw them some gold on their Patreon. I know they have some extra episodes incoming soon. You can also reach them on Instagram at wtfc.podcast. Corey likes to post his art there, and you can even find some extra words of wisdom from Mr. Storyteller. Thank you.